Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. All right, we are back here on KMBR tonight. Kerry Crowley filling in for FP Santangelo. Pleasure to be with you as we get you set for the second half of the season. But as we do that, we look back to this week's MLB draft. And a fascinating draft. And here to help us break it down, the senior draft evaluator for Prospects Live, Brian Recca. Brian, thank you so much for joining the show this evening. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Kerry. Yeah, really looking forward to this conversation. I, I know you do a ton of analysis leading up to the draft. You're scouting a bunch of prospects. And so we're going to get into all of that, and uh, specifically the guys that the Giants took this week. And let's go right ahead with the first pick, 16th overall, Bryce Eldridge, a two-way prospect out of high school. The Giants announcing Eldridge is a two-way prospect. What can you tell us about him, and what do you think the future holds for him in terms of that, that two-way ability? Is, is he a better hitter, pitcher? How do you see this playing out, Brian? So, yeah, uh, Bryce Eldridge, we had him ranked on our draft board at 19. He's uh, nice. from uh, from Virginia. And, yeah, as you said, he is a two-way player. Uh, we actually originally thought back last summer that he would be a pitcher. Um, but then he started showing a lot of big power, uh, really started to come on as a hitter, and really showed a lot of polish for, some bucks for uh, a young guy who pitched. And it's interesting because they also drafted last year uh, Reggie Crawford in the first round, who also was a two-way player, and uh, they let him do their, you know, they're letting him do both. And you know, my belief from what we're hearing, they're good, you know, the Giants intend on playing him both ways, and uh, he's got real potential on both sides. He's polished as a pitcher. He's got great size. He's about six five, six six, uh, room to grow up into the mid nineties good secondaries. Uh, I wouldn't say he really leans towards either one side. I mean, he can, he can really, he, he's really well-rounded on both sides of the ball, which you don't really see uh, for young guys, uh, uh, you know, and at the high school ranks. So really interesting prospect. Yeah. And really encouraging to hear that, that the bat really came along, gave an op- opportunity to do this and that the giants are going to pursue that. So uh, another high school choice in the second round for the Giants, Walker Martin, a shortstop prospect out of Colorado. And uh, I wonder, Brian, you know, the Giants have drafted a lot of college kids in the first few rounds under Farhan Zaidi and Michael Holmes, their amateur scouting director. Uh, what do you think convinced them to go with Walker Mount Martin in the second round? Well, it, Walker Martin is very interesting. He was somebody that, you know, really popped up in the summer last year. People loved his swing. Scouts loved, like, the way everything looks. He had plus speed. Um, but, you know, he was kind of new. He was also a football player. So he was really just, you know, kind of getting his uh, his name out there as a, as a baseball player. Um, then he went, you know, he went to, to uh, you know, he's playing high school and college uh, in Colorado. Uh, not the greatest competition out there. So it was hard, you know, it was a little hard to, to evaluate him at that level. But he put up some crazy numbers. He had, like, 20 home runs this spring. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Giants fell in love. And it's interesting, you know, leading up to the draft, you know, a couple days beforehand, we were hearing that they were interested in Eldridge and Walker Martin uh, in that first round. And for whatever reason, Martin dropped uh, to the, you know, you know, we're getting into the middle of the second round. And he has an Arkansas commitment. So we assume 
that was it. You know, he's going to school, and sure enough, Giants picked him. They got both of them and really just swung for the fences with both of these picks. Uh, great value on both of them, a lot of upside. Um, the comp we got for Walker Martin was uh, Colson Montgomery, who's a, the White Sox top prospect, uh, one of the top 20, top 30 prospects in the game. Uh, so, yeah, another really exciting guy. And I think the Giants just saw value at both spots. They took the best player, and they ended up with two guys they really liked. Yeah, really interesting to me. It's, it's always fun to see how teams piece together the draft. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Afterward, like I remember 2020 when they took Patrick Bailey first and then uh, Casey Schmidt in the second round. You're kind of wondering where they were going with this. And then it, it all adds up to the big bonus for Kyle Harrison in the third round. And that is a draft class that has panned out well for the Giants thus far and could really pan out well if Kyle Harrison hits uh, and hits soon. So uh, enough about the 2020 class. Let's keep going on 2023. Uh, the other guy that I wanted to ask you about was the third pick, uh, who was a comp pick uh, the Giants got after Carlos Rodon, of course, uh, declined the qualifying offer, signs with the Yankees they go with a left-handed pitcher starting pitching prospect Joe Whitman out of Kent State uh some people call him the top left-handed college pitching prospect in the draft Ryan uh, Brian uh how do you see this pick yeah uh I think there is definitely an argument uh for that for him to be in one of the top lefties we had him 37th on our board so the Giants mm-hmm. being able to get him uh you know end of the second round where they did uh, again just great value uh Whitman wasn't someone that had a lot of name recognition heading into the spring this year, uh, but really just as as the season went on, just kept kept you know really uh, distinguishing himself in a in a class where there weren't a lot of great left-handed pitchers. Uh, he made he went he would uh, went to the Cape Cod League this summer, made a one start, was incredible, and left immediately afterwards. That's how good he was. Uh, <laughs> So he, he's up into, like, you know, mid-90s, uh, really good fastball, sliders, probably his best pitch, the plus pitch. And the big thing is his, his changeup really came along towards the end of the year, started throwing a little harder. I mean, yeah, this this is this looks like a home run pick. And, you know, kind of reminds me a little bit what they did with Carson Wisenhut last year where they got a lefty who, you know, kind of rose up and then kind of stayed away with Wisenhunt, but, like, two guys who, like, showed things right before the draft and, uh, you know, good value, Wisenhunt, and I think Whitman, you know, is, is looking pretty good here, too. I love the breakdown. I think the Giants were the team that, you know, took the most Cape Cod League players this year, Brian. And uh, to go one start and have it go so well that you don't even need to make another impression. Uh, good on Joe Whitman. We're talking with Brian Recca, the senior draft evaluator for Prospects Live about the San Francisco Giants draft. We've asked about Bryce Eldridge, Walker Martin, now Joe Whitman. Uh, let's talk about some of the other guys, Brian. I know that you scout the Northeast. You live up in New Jersey. Uh, they took Scott Bandura out of Princeton in the seventh round. He's an interesting guy and i know you've written a little bit about him uh what makes bandura uh, a prospect who you know found his way onto the giants radar out of an ivy league university yeah he he has such a unique background so he was if you remember uh, years ago in the little league world series he was actually the catcher for monet davis if, yeah. you, know, if you remember her 
So right there, you know, he's just really cool to the fact that he's a, you know, he's with the Giants now. But, you know, he didn't get a chance to play much the last couple of years. Uh, you know, the Ivy League canceled their season. Uh, then last year, he uh, Bandora was hurt. So not, not very many people were uh, aware of him. Um, and I, I went to a, a game at Princeton uh, just, you know, to check out some guys. And I didn't really know him at all. And he came up, and I, I was like, oh, who's this guy? He's like 6'4", lean. He had an opposite field homer. He almost hit another home run really fast. Um, and then I noticed, like, all the other scouts there, they all broke out their cameras and were taking notes. I'm like, all right, well, this, this must be a guy, you know, uh, that they're, they're, they're looking forward to. Um, and, you know, he didn't really get a lot of recognition throughout the spring, and I really think uh, a lot of scouts were, were kind of, like, hiding him so other teams wouldn't catch on. And uh, sure enough, you know, seventh round doesn't sound amazing, but for a guy who really didn't play at all for, you know, two, three years before this, uh, you know, really, he uh, he really uh, popped up this year. And uh, I think that's a really good late pick for the Giants, someone that uh, has like five tools and, you know, is uh, also just a really great kid. So I'm uh, yeah. really happy to see him in the Giants. Absolutely, and I love the fact that you got to scout him in person. So we're talking to a true expert here in Brian Recca, uh, scouting him at Princeton and you know, knowing that you, probably scouts are trying to hide him and the Giants able to pick him up in the seventh round, so a great story there. Uh, Brian, one of the other guys that I wanted to ask you about, 11th round pick, Jack Payton, catcher out of Louisville. This is a pick that's gotten some buzz for a, a few different reasons, and I, I want to ask you, why did this pick seem to generate interest uh, when it's 11th round, when we know that teams often go for guys guys who maybe signability was a question. What is it about Jack Payton that, uh, that, you know, generated a lot of interest? Well, I mean, he, he had a great season. Um, he, you know, had an OPS over 1100 in, uh, with Louisville, which is an ACC, which is a really good conference uh, in college baseball uh, hits for power has really always hit for Louisville. Um, the question with him was, you know, what kind of catcher is going to be? He was black blocked last year by a, uh, Dalton Rushing, who was a Dodgers pick. He was also blocked by Henry Davis, who's now in the majors. So he didn't get a lot of time behind the plate. Uh, he, he did this year, finally, and he looked really he looked pretty good. Looks like he could stick there long term. And you got somebody who, you know, has some power, you know, has some ability with the bat. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, not to compare him to Patrick Bailey, but, you know, similar situation where he's always hit. And, you know, now it's starting to look like he can stick behind the plate. Uh, yeah, 11th round for a guy with, you know, for a catcher with the, with some stats behind him. Yeah, absolutely great pick there. And, you know, I assume he's going to get signed by the Giants there and, you know, just a, another catcher to add to the mix. Yeah, I, I love that pick, and I, I love the breakdown there of you know his story at Louisville because you talked about two prospects who are really highly regarded, and you know oftentimes you see guys transfer, especially in the NIL era, and to know that he stuck it out at at Louisville and finally made the most of his opportunity, a, a cool story, and you can see how he was available in the eleventh round there. So, uh, Brian. You know, one of my great disappointments is that the draft is no longer 40 rounds. I'm so sad that we don't have these extensive drafts because it prevents you from seeing these late sleeper picks, guys who went to extremely small schools get picked up and then ultimately make it to the major leagues one day. So asking about sleeper picks is often harder to do in just a 20-round draft. But are there any guys who the Giants took in the middle to late rounds that uh, you really like? I know Scott Bandura is one of them, but anyone else who stands out uh, from those you know rounds maybe 6 through 20 this year? Sure. Um, well, if, you know, we could start, if you really want to go deep, we'll go all the way to the bottom, round 19, um, uh, left-handed pitcher by the name of Tommy Kane, 
uh, out of Maryland. He actually went to uh, originally junior college uh, in New Jersey, um, and he's always been somebody that's shown a lot of a lot of velocity from the left side. You know, up to like 95, 96. Really good slider that misses bats. Problem with him is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Dealt with uh, you know some some command issues at times, but it is live stuff from the left side. It's probably a reliever, but. Man, he, he if you you get him in a pro system, get him working, uh, you know you could have a guy, you know a lefty you know touching upper nineties pretty soon. So, uh, you know another local guy by me and uh, someone that the Giants can really build up. Yeah, I love that pick, Tommy Kane, nineteenth round draft pick out of Maryland. We'll keep our eye on him, uh, Brian. I know that you you know do a lot of national coverage, uh, write about a wide variety of prospects, but you're also a Giants fan, and so uh, I going to take away from the draft questions here and just ask you about this year's team it's been so long since Giants fans have been able to watch young prospects come up and make a difference at the major league level uh, and to do so you know on a basis where they could help push this team toward the playoffs potentially make a run in October how much have you enjoyed this season watching Patrick Bailey Luis Matos Casey Schmidt come up and have the impact that they've had this year Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. I mean, it's it's really, it, it kind of blows my mind because pretty much of all of those guys, outside of maybe Schmidt, I mean, we weren't, you know, most people were not expecting them to be contributing at the major league level at this, you know, at this time. You know, Bailey was enable, you know, uh, you know, Luis Matos was coming off a really, really rough year with injuries. And now they're both in the lineup and, you know, they're performing. Bailey's one of the best, best uh, catchers in baseball right now. Uh, it is awesome to see. And, you know, it goes to show, you know, the Giants might not rank very high in prospect rankings, but they have a ton of depth. Mm-hmm. And at any moment, you guys, you have guys that with tools, with ability, you know, they can pop off that, you know, you know, development is not, you know, a straight line up. It's nonlinear. So anytime you got guys with tools, you know, things can happen. So having that depth has been huge. And, you know, we're seeing it at the major league level, which has been awesome. And, and then one last one for you. I, I want to ask you about a prospect in the Giants system who you're excited about. Can be anyone other than Kyle Harrison, Marco Luciano. And then I'm taking a third option away from you because uh, I have Mark DeLuke on this show. I have Roger Munter on this show, other prospect experts on the Giants farm system. Uh, and they both say Wade Meckler. So we've talked plenty of Wade Meckler on this show, the guy at AA Richmond who's just hitting the cover off the ball. Uh, any other prospects in this Giants system who you think fans should know about? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me think. Um, well, hmm, that's a tough one. I, I, I do really love – am I allowed to pick Reggie Crawford? I, yeah, I love you're, allowed Reggie to, Crawford. you're definitely allowed to pick Reggie Crawford. I, I, think, I think he is a, not just a special prospect, but just a special human being. He's a great kid. That's one of the reasons why the Giants drafted him because he, he really, he really you know, wowed them in you know, uh, interviews and stuff like that. And such a hard worker, but also just an incredible athlete. You know, he was, uh, you know, a state champion swimmer, you know, in Pennsylvania in high school. Um, really unfortunate. He had the injuries, but 
he's on the mound now. I think he's you know he's he's a he's a pitcher um, moving forward, but he you know the stuff he has the slider the fastball upper nineties velocity you just don't find that from the left side and you know that's somebody I'm I'm going to bet on all day uh, to figure it out. It's going to be a long road, but. Um, I just think the sky's the limit for him, really, and uh, just another another lefty for the Giants to develop. I actually think he was promoted to Eugene today. Yeah, so. he was. Pretty cool. I was, ju- uh, was just about yeah. to say that, yeah. Uh, promoted to Eugene, so taking the next step in his development. And, Brian, we really appreciate your time this evening. Uh, Brian Recca, Senior Draft Evaluator for Prospects Live. Definitely give him the follow on Twitter, Brian underscore Recca. Brian, thank you so much for your time and uh, appreciate your analysis. Uh, thank you so much. This was uh, a dream come true for me, honestly, to be on the radio like this uh, on KNPR. So uh, thank you so much. Well, we will definitely do it again. Brian, thank you so much. Uh, more coming up next. You're listening. KNBR 104.5 deep sports leader. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was, hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.